Hi, everyone. It's Marilyn Lori, and welcome to Who Can It Be Now? Today, we're going to talk about a few different things. I'm going to be talking about um, things that go bump in the night, why I don't always talk about paranormal things. I'm going to be talking about who I am, who you are, our soul, our goals. And I'm going to be sharing some stories and also some uh, things that I've been doing that are truly rocking my world into the next hemisphere dimension, I should say into this dimension, because these dimensions are all happening at the same time. So I'm going to be sharing some tips and techniques of things that I have found truly profound that are really igniting the light in my life and my soul in my being, things that I've discovered about myself that I never knew. And I was like, holy F man. And um, I'm hoping that all of this is going to help you to live the brightest life and light that you can live. So Here's the thing. I started this podcast already twice already, already twice already. And um, the reason why I'm starting it a third time is because it was a little jumbled. I tend to do that sometimes. And I wanted to be a little bit more succinct and organized as I started this podcast. And as I was starting it, which always happens to me, stories started brushing me. See, I don't Google outline my podcast, you know, Google Drive, not Google search, Google Drive we use Google Drive in the business world. And I don't outline my podcast. I used to. And I found that it made me a little bit stiff. And I don't teach that way. So why would I do a podcast that way? I know sometimes it can seem a little bit unorganized or unorthodox, but it's who I am. When I do these podcasts, I like to be able to come with an idea of what I want to talk about and then let spirit just talk, walk through me and talk through me. And believe it or not, even if it just still sounds like me with a Brooklyn accent, a lot of this is guided from my own guidance and my guides walking through me and talking through me and teaching and telling stories and giving all of these little tidbits and stuff to all of you. And I like it that way. I really do. And I want to talk about in a moment why I don't discuss paranormal stuff as much as I used to. And I'm going to start bringing that back. Hopefully we'll see what happens. I'm going to share some paranormal stories. Um, but the first thing I wanted to talk about is I want to introduce a way that I teach. And this isn't a sales pitch. This is you getting to know me because I've changed a lot. And um, I realized that I hide. I hide quite a bit, actually. I'm going to tell you a story about hiding in a second. And because I hide quite a bit, I'm starting to step out more and more and more in my comfort zone and letting people know who I am. And guess what? I'm getting to know myself, too. And the reason that... Um, I used to hide is because I was not surrounded by a lot of people who fully accepted me for who I am, AKA the family. And I've gotten to a place where I don't care. I do believe that my move to Marin County, where I live now, while I'm recording this on July 24th, 2023, um, was a real impetus for me to stand in the power of who I am. I moved, as you know, to a place where I don't know a lot of people. I didn't know anybody actually when I moved here. And then COVID happened. So it was even more um, isolating, but I wasn't isolated. I actually enjoyed every moment of not knowing people and not having to be anywhere. I loved when holidays rolled around and I was like, oh, I don't have to go anywhere. This is kind of nice. I liked not having obligation. And while I was here on this journey of not having an obligation, not having to be someplace, not having to show up, not having to perform in a certain way, I discovered who I truly am um, in the core, and I'm still discovering who I am. And I really like the freedom in that. And I started to recognize that I needed that break from people. I needed that break 
from defining myself from outside in so I could define myself from inside out. And it was really quite wonderful for many years. And now it's getting to a place where I'm ready to socialize more and I'm ready to um, do different things and go out. Now, granted, I did not live on a mountaintop and hide. I play tennis, so I'm out peopling all the time. Um, I would go to some gatherings for sure, some social gatherings. I talk to people wherever I go. It's just my nature to talk to people all the time. So if I'm feeling um, particularly like a day where I'm working and I'm not talking to anyone, I will go out. And when I'm walking down the you know, street, of course, it's like I'm in nature. But if I see a neighbor, the poor neighbor, I'll be like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? What did I you know? I'll do a little bit of that. Um, but not in a way that's annoying because I, I know how to read the atmosphere. We'll talk about that today, too. I'm going to tell a story. Uh, but I, I do communicate with people. But the thing that it helped me realize is how to define myself based on my own being and who I am. And the, the things that I teach in Next Level Living is basically, is mainly that. See, everybody thinks to, be, it's, it's fascinating to me as a teacher. I know I'm different than many teachers out there. And I know that there's teachers that are different than me. And I'm not saying which is right or wrong. You have to find what's right for you. But when I hear people talk about um, psychic studies, or I hear them talk about metaphysical things or manifesting or abundant, I don't really jive with how they do it. I do everything. They'll say they do it from the inside out, but I feel like there's a lot of rules and regulations or you've got to be in meditation for an hour. You got to do it this way. You got to see that way. You got to hear this way. You got to feel that way. And I don't do those things. I believe that your body, your being is your instrument. You have to learn how to operate your instrument. So I like giving techniques and tools to people for them to try and for size so they can learn how their instrument works. So they can really respond from that, from their place, from their own being. Because it's not only our psychic gifts that we're growing, our intuition that we're growing. We're also growing our mindset. We're growing our courage, our willpower, our belief in ourselves, our trust, our faith. Right. And it's really important to know yourself and to stand in the truth of who you are in order to grow those things. Because say you're going out and you want to be a spiritual teacher or a writer, or you're ready to get on a platform and talk about a particular topic that's really you're passionate about. It's not only about trusting your intuition or manifesting that opportunity or um, getting that experience to happen. It's about how you show up and how you are with yourself on that platform so that you are really in your being during the experience. And to me, when I was doing um, psychic development work, luckily, like I said before, many times in this podcast, the internet wasn't around when I was doing it. There weren't many books. So I had to really depend on my guides to teach me. And I did have certain teachers around me, but I'm grateful that I didn't depend on them because a lot of them were very antiquated in my opinion. And my guides would say, no, do it this way. Or no, you that's not right. Or this one's good. You can go there. And, uh, and I really learned to depend on myself and my own imagination and my own work. And because of that, I feel like I've been able to grow a body of work that is very um, uh, fun, <laughs> although I don't sound very fun right now, and is very... Um, um, personal, very personal to the people. So I share all of this with you because I'm getting ready to tell you more about me and I want to grow you. I want to grow you. So where is this all coming from? As this mishmash of stuff is coming through my mouth and you're probably like, what the F is she talking about? 
And many of you know to just go on the ride with me because it summarizes in the end and it gets clear. Especially when I do readings and stuff with people, it'll be like rah, 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 jumble and then whoosh, it's all there. It's all clear. Um, this weekend I was listening to a podcast and they were introducing another podcast to the network and they were like, it's the first paranormal podcast on our network. And I really love this podcast. And I was like, oh, I, like, well, I don't do enough paranormal stuff anymore. I'm a psychic, I'm a medium, and I don't talk about paranormal stuff. Why is that? And I realized because paranormal stuff is every day for me. It's not different. It's every single day. I don't even pay attention to it anymore because it's part of my everyday life. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to start sharing some paranormal stories. And I was like, have I had paranormal experiences? I'm like, yeah, I have them every single day pretty much. And so I realized, like, as I'm going to share a couple of stories right now with you, that is the reason why my paranormal is normal. Nothing in front of me do I take in a one-sided way, ever, ever. Everything has multitudes of meaning. And I'm not like spinning my, in, like, my wheels and spinning like around, chasing my tail. It's the way things make sense to me now. Everything has a multitude of meanings. So everything is multidimensional. So if I'm hearing in the middle of the night, somebody calling my name or somebody's talking as if they're actually in the room with me, I don't even give it credit. I don't even, um, you know, I give it credibility because I know it's real. I know it's happening. I don't sit and stop and go, oh my goodness, look at what just happened. I usually wake up and go, what the, oh man, not now I'm tired. Leave me alone. Or I'll listen to it. And I'll be like, oh, that's kind of cool. Thanks a lot. And then I'll go back to sleep. So I thought, you know what, though, I need to start bringing this back to my podcast because that's what I do. Like, I'm trying to find a new way to brand who I am and what I am. And, and this uh, beautiful woman who's a copywriter is going to help me do that because I can't find a title. I'm like, what do I want to call myself? I don't know. I'm more practical minded. I'm not woo woo. I actually can't stand woo woo, to be honest with you, especially if it's not grounded. So I want to be able to incorporate all sides of who I am and share that with you. And I recognize that some of you guys are having these experiences for the first time, and it's really cool when you start having them. So I figured, let me start sharing them. I don't know how long this will last because I can start on a tangent and we don't know how long it goes because spirit moves me in another direction, but I thought it'd be fun for now. So the other night I was sleeping and I felt something up against my body, like um, my cat. And I knew Mirden was on the bed and I was like, wow, he doesn't usually lay on me like this. It's kind of weird. He's usually by my chest and it was on my back. And I was like, oh, he feels really long. Why is he so long right now? And I was like, he was like going like mm, probably like two feet. And of course he is two feet long, but usually when he lays with me, he's all curled up into a little ball and like in my heart. And I was like, it's really weird. And I was like, wow, he's really up against me. And it was a whole physical sensation. Now, you know where I'm going with this. And it was so much so and so weird that I was like, I got to make sure he's okay because he's not normally like this. And I turned on the light and there was nothing there. Mirrodin was on the other side of the bed. He didn't move. He was like <laughs> out like a light. And I was like, what the F, man? And I figured it was one of my animals. It was either Mystic who passed or Emmy who was just lying up against me. But it's one of those moments where I'm like, all right, turn off the light and I go back to sleep. I just do, because I'm so used to this stuff. So used to it. I'll be sitting on my couch and all of a sudden I will feel 
a cat behind me. My mystic used to always sit with me. He would sit right next to me or behind me. And when he would sit next to me, I'd put my finger down and he would take my finger with his paw and he would just continuously to squeeze it like a little infant squeezes a finger. And we would sit that way with my little, my finger down and his paw around it. And he would just squeeze it. And we'd be holding hands while watching TV. It was very cute. Or he would lay behind me and I'd lay my head back. And so sometimes I'll be sitting on the couch and I will just feel a cat or a dog right behind me because I also lost a dog the size of a cat. So, but I don't think anything of it. I just don't because it's all part of my life. I will walk out my door and I will see somebody standing there and nobody's there. And I'm like, all right, happened today. I can't even recall when it exactly happens. And I'll start recalling it more so I could share these stories with you because I think that'll help teach you to develop your psychic gifts and to trust your psychic gifts. And also the opportunity is to show you that it doesn't make you crazy. It actually expands you. It enlightens you. It makes your life even better. Like the other night, I'm remembering another story. I'm going to have to keep a pad by my bed because they usually happen at night. Not all the time for me. It happens all the time, but at night it'll happen where I will, I woke up because I thought Micah was barking. He wasn't barking. I was hearing a clairaudient bark. And it actually sounds as if something's in my room, but he wasn't barking. But usually for me, I'm like, oh, it's not Mike. I'm going back to sleep. And I go back to sleep. Why does it happen at night? Because your brain is shut down. You're not worried about the bills or the dishes or the laundry or the report that you have to hand in. That part of your mind is down. I'm trying to remember which wave it is. Some of you may know. I'm starting to study the beta waves, alpha waves, all those different waves. And um, so that's when psychic things happen because you're receptive. Your defenses aren't up. You're, you're not like going, oh, that can't possibly be. That's not happening. So they're able to get through. So this one's a little creepy. So the other day I came home and I think I came home from tennis and it was Friday. Yes. And I jumped into the shower and I uh, came out of the shower and all of a sudden I have this um, incense thing that turns all different color lights. I never use it ever. Haven't used it in probably three, four months, maybe even longer. Didn't even know it was there. I don't tend to keep things plugged in that are um, that I don't use. I'm one of those people that does not keep my cell phone plug plugged in. I unplug pretty much everything. I unplug the coffee pot. I unplug the toaster oven. I'm an unplugger. And all of a sudden I come out of the shower and the thing is turning all its different colors. Now this is on my bureau. This is something I would notice. And I was like, what the F man? What, how the heck is this thing on? What is going on? And I got scared because I figured somebody came into the house because I checked the back door and the back door was unlocked. And I have two big German shepherds. So I can't imagine somebody getting into the house without me knowing, or if when I wasn't home during tennis, that they would have like lasted. And so I went through the house with a big pole and was checking around the house and there was nothing in the house. And I was like, how the heck did that happen? And I'm very skeptical for stuff like that. I'm very, I can be very skeptical. And I was like, okay, maybe I left it plugged in. Very rare that I would leave it plugged in, but maybe I did. And maybe something hit the button. The button was nowhere near anything, anything at all. So I unplugged it 
And I just figured it was probably them trying to get my attention because I'd asked for more paranormal experiences that I could share with all of you. Have you ever had anything like that happen? This used to happen to me a lot when my um, gifts were opening up again, because a lot of times our gifts will open up early on. Many of you will start remembering, oh, I had this when I was five. I had it when I was three. You may have not had it back then, or you may not be remembering it, to be honest with you. And then they start opening up again, probably around mid to late 20s to early 30s. And when mine was starting to open up, um, lots of strange things happen. Lights would just start turning. Like they would be on, but they would get really, really bright, like an electrical surge. Or um, things would go missing, and then they would be there. So I'm used to stuff like this happening. I'm used to things like strangely happening, and I'm used to them trying to get my attention in that way because that's how they did it in the beginning. Like one time I came out of the bathroom in my thong, just my thong, when I used to wear thongs, when I was of the age of thongs, and this TV that I hadn't used in years just went on, and it was cartoons. And I was like, seriously, when I'm in a thong, you're going to do this? You're going to play this game? And really what they do, the reason why they do that is to get your attention. So are they trying to get my attention? Yes, I do think they're trying to get my attention. I do think that they're wanting me to share a little bit more of this and teach people the way that I teach because I teach in a very out-of-the-box way. I feel I've been told by many people who have studied with me. And I also feel that um, there's something going on in my own life. There's things that they're waking me up to, some more things. So we will see how this goes on. Like right now, they're ringing my ear. If they're ringing your ear, a lot of times ringing is clairaudience, clairhearing is opening up. Um, throat, <clears throat> like I want to drink water right now, which I'm going to do, even though I'm recording a podcast and I'm not pausing. That's because um, your clairaudience lives in your throat chakra. But I teach that your physical senses are extensions of your psychic senses. So when you're using actual hearing, you learn how to use actual hearing to go into your psychic senses. That's why I said everything's paranormal for me. If I look out the window and I'm looking at the tree right now that's blowing in the breeze, and it's very interesting how it's blowing because it almost seems like an octopus for me. And before I did this podcast with you, I was doing a meditation for Next Level Living about soul and goals. And I merged them in with their soul and into the, you're, you don't need to step into other dimensions. It's all happening at the same time. And I know what this tree is telling me right now. And guess what? The wind just stopped because I got the message. So it's telling me about the, my octopus teacher. It was one of a monologue that I wrote and it's about doing the other podcast and stuff like that. So you don't need to know the whole message. So everything has a message. Everything has meaning. Everything is communicating something, but not in a crazy way. I don't want you to be crazy. I don't want you to be like, not like unhinged. I want you to be able to have a normal life. Yes, that was a little burp that came out. I don't know if it recorded it. I want you to have a little, um, I want you to have, uh, be grounded in your work, grounded in what you do. Okay. So that is a little bit about that. Um, I was going to do, who am I? I am introducing people more to the way that I work because I'm looking forward to teaching more of you on how to really expand and grow in your life. I believe that we all have these dreams in our heart and soul, and these dreams are important and they need to be paid attention to. 
I also believe that you have to do active surrender with those dreams. So what I mean by that is I have different dreams in my heart and soul. Some have shifted and changed, to be honest with you, because I was tapping into one the other day and I was like, yeah, I don't really want to do that anymore. So dreams will, and it's not because of disappointment. I don't have any of that. I'm like, mm, that feels like too much work, to be honest with you. I've kind of shifted and changed. But our dreams in our heart and soul are really meant to be lived and pursued, but not, I use the word pursued loosely. It's not in a forcing it to happen, making it happen. What it means is a decision. Like I was just teaching um, Next Level Living in this meditation I was doing. I was sharing with them that you have to decide to have it and then trust that it's already there. What would it mean for all of you if you fully, full on trusted that your goal was going to come true? What would it mean? If you really believed and trusted it, you would act differently. You would go about your life in a different way. And I'm not talking about not taking action. You would probably take action because you wouldn't be afraid of failure or afraid of um, rejection or afraid of it not happening. More water. So I teach from a place of knowing, getting in touch with your heart and soul and not denying that. And I don't care what age you are. It can happen at any time. I was watching um, 80 for Brady this weekend, this Saturday. I'm really glad I watched it to tell you the truth because it was very sweet. I love those women. It was Sally Field, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, and Rita Moreni. And they're amazing. And I was like, oh my goodness, how old is, is because it's 80 for Brady, right? And then Sally Field is like, I'm not 80 yet. And I'm like, how old is Sally Field? She looks incredible. And then I was looking up their ages and I was like, holy mackerel, those women are such um, great role models for anybody at any age because nothing is stopping them. Now, I don't know their personal lives. I don't know what's going on, but from what I can see, they're looking and doing great. So I really believe that it doesn't matter how old you are, that if that dream is still in your heart and you really want it to happen, then decide to make it happen and then make it happen. Really get out there and make it happen. So how do you do that? You do that. The, the reason why I don't just teach psychic development or speaking to deceased people is because it's not the only thing that happens. I feel like the best mediums that, that I have met, and I have to be honest with you, and maybe I'm biased, there aren't that many great ones out there. The really great ones were the ones that were working on all aspects of themselves. It wasn't just, um, let me read this way. <laughs> okay, so I get the story wants to come through. Let me read this way and that's it. it, it there's just so much more to it. They're working on their psychological components. They're working on their physical. They're working on other aspects of their life. They, um, they recognize that spirit can come through in many ways. They aren't in an antiquated box where it's just one way. It's not the only way. They really have a wide range of abilities. So I think it's really important to develop your skills, all of your skills. So when I teach people how to use their psychic, intu their intuition, I like to call them intuitive gifts now where they use their intuitive gifts, they're also learning their mindset. They're learning how to believe in themselves. They're learning how to trust themselves. One thing this gift has given me more than anything else is confidence in myself, courage. It's standing in the power of who I am. 
it's being able to get up after I hit the ground. If something, um, something happens that like, maybe I didn't see something succeed that I worked hard on. It's trusting and believing in myself. It's knowing that I'm here for a reason. It's trusting my mission and believing in my mission. And all of that, I feel came from my guides and from them opening up my life. And they started it. It started with my higher self. I'm actually going to be giving a gift uh, to get in touch with your higher self. So check the show notes because I don't know what the URL is going to be for that. So make sure you check the show notes because by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be available and that's a gift, but you have to give in your email. So you have to give us your email for that and you will get a series of emails after that. So if that really disturbs you, then, hey, that's the way the business runs. Um, you can opt out, I guess, but why not read the emails? Because some of it's going to be important and important to you as I need more water. <coughs> um But my higher self was the first guide I met. And I didn't even know about guides. Like I knew about saints and angels because I grew up Catholic. And I was already praying. And I and I think at that time in my life, I was trying to get excommunicated from the church because I was so angry at the church. I was just like, how do you get excommunicated? Um, and I met my higher self. And she was everything I wasn't. She was like dancing around NBC with scarves and hippie skirt and bracelets and really free. And I was in this job that, and I loved NBC. I have nothing bad to say about them. They were so good to me, but I was so miserable. And I was just watching her dance around the cubicle area. Like, wow, who are you? And how do I become you? And she took me on a journey. I was already on the journey. That's how I met her. And then she took me further on the journey. And one thing I'll say to you is go for your dreams. Somebody said this to me but I'm going to butcher how it was said because I can't recall it fully. Go for your dreams to the fullest. It may not take you where you set out to be, but it'll take you where you're meant to be and you will love it. And that is it's so true. So, so true. Go for your dreams. It may not take you where you set out to be, but it'll take you where you're meant to be and you will love it. Trust me. Okay. So, this is going to be a little mishmash of stuff, and I'm probably going to be sharing more about how I am and who I am and what I do in more podcasts, because as much as I sit down and I'm like, I've got to like tell these people how I work, not these people, but you know, thank you. Um, I, I just tend to not do it <laughs> and I'm not sure why. And it's not because I'm not, I, I'm not hiding what I do. I know what I do is really, really good. I know the way I teach is pretty incredible. I know my readings are off the charts. I know all of this and I don't know it from an ego state. I don't sit there. And when I'm like working in next level living, right, it's really an incredible community of people. I don't look at anybody in that group. Like I'm better than them or I'm worse than them. I look at us as this incredible collective that is just the work grows because of the collective collective in there. And don't be afraid to join a group like that because I was talking to this woman who actually emailed me this beautiful email, this message. She actually Facebook messaged me and she thanked me for my podcast because she said that my stories of vulnerability really helped her to write her stories because as my, my stories are helping her so much that she realized that her stories will help other people. And we've gotten into a conversation and I would say her name if I had her permission, but I, I didn't ask her for that permission. Um, but she's such a beautiful soul. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you would be perfect for next level living. Absolutely perfect for it. 
and she's not, she's through to some people have monetary things or life things or timing things. And, um, and I respect that. And I understand that. And she's like, also, I don't think I'm ready for it. I'm like, oh no, I could tell by the way you're talking, you are. And it's not a, oh my goodness, I'm clairvoyant, I'm clairaudient. Even if you're just scratching the surface of those things, that's not what Next Level Living is about. Next Level Living is about a, um, a readiness, a readiness to live your life in a different way and be seen and heard and celebrated. And as you know, I'm not all rah, rah, rah. Like Monique, if you listen to Monique's interview and she said, you know, Marilyn doesn't let you stay in the wish state, in the dreaming state. She's not going to let you stay there. It, it, it moves you into being next level living moves you into being and cause she's not going to let you just stay in the dream state. And it's true because I want to see, I see the greatness in people. I can see it. I've ever since I've started readings, I could see, I feel I got the, the gift of seeing people's souls. And many of you may relate to that. Maybe like, I see that I do that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not the only one on the planet who can do this. And because I feel like I can see people's greatness, Nothing disrupts me more or disturbs me more or angers me more, but I'm working on my anger. And I'm going to talk about that in a second than people who just sit on their greatness. Now things happen and I get it. Timing is everything for some people and that's okay. But if this is something you really, really desire, I would say, make it happen, make it happen because this is the place where things are happening in next level living. You can check that out at marilynalori.com forward slash next. Okay. The story. So I'm actually a pretty private person, believe it or not. And I'm mainly private in front of people in front of me. So when I'm playing tennis, I don't really talk about what I do. I don't talk about a lot. Like I would never have these conversations with people in tennis. And I kind of like it that way. I like being able to go someplace where it's a different energy. It's not all deep or um, you see that ghost standing in the corner near your tennis racket, you know, or Hey, I got that. You know, it's not any of that. It's all very like um, practical and I like it. And so I joined this tennis thing and um, it's a lot of men and there's a couple of women. There's like three women and I get along with the other two women. They're very direct like me and I love it, love it, love it, love it. And um, at first, one of the women, I was like, oh, she's not very nice. She doesn't even say hello, but I'm getting to know her now and she is very nice. Um, the other woman's just like me. She's so direct. And so I was with the guys this weekend because uh, none of the women were there. It was just me and the guys. And I'm very comfortable in that atmosphere. I grew up with three older brothers. I'm very boisterous. I, I actually enjoy men's company so much. And I'm not flirtatious. I can be flirtatious, but it's not that for me. It's just I'm very comfortable around men. And um, they were all kind of like making fun of me because they know I give them a hard time. I'm like, I can't stand chatting on the court. And if they're all chatting, like I yelled at the tennis coach and I'm like, all right, enough already, enough chatting, let's start. And he's like, hey, we're not in New York now. You're in California. You're going to have to come to our side. And I was like, ah. you know, so they give it back, which I don't mind at all either. And we just laugh about it. So, but I'm pretty private. Like I don't, when people ask what I do, I don't really like to tell them. I don't like getting into conversations with it. The reason is it's not because I'm hiding or I'm scared. Many times. One, I want to break from that conversation when I'm out at a party or in tennis, or it can get very intense. People are like, what do you see? Can you tell me I'm having this? I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it. First of all, I don't do it for free. I do it for free for some people. And I'm not always tuned in. Well, you know, sometimes I am, but I tell people I'm not. So um, there's this one person on the tennis court and uh, he did ask me what I did. And I usually say I'm a life coach. 
And then I don't know how it got further into conversation. And I said, I'm a psychic medium. I think I was just trying to shut him up and I didn't know how to do it. And I was like, I'm a psychic medium. I thought maybe that would shut him up. It didn't. And so um, he's a very nice person, but a little too much for me, to be honest with you. And I doubt he's ever going to find my podcast and listen to this. Hopefully not, because the, the cat's out of the bag now. And so um, he's like said, let's go to breakfast. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm really I'm like, no, sorry. Don't have time. I don't have time. I'm very picky with who I spend my time with. I'm very picky of how I spend my time. I also, after being with a bunch of people for two hours, I need a break from people. So um, this past weekend, um, he's like I said, a very nice person. And um, he was like, you know, I want to, I want to like to talk to you. I want to hear more about what you do. And I said to him, I'm a very private person. I don't talk about those things. And I never, it, it just came out of my mouth and I didn't even realize. And I'm like thinking to myself, why am I like that? And I'll tell you why in a second, but I'm going to follow up the story. And he was like, oh, well, I was just interested because, you know, I just, I'm just so fascinated with what you do. And then he launched into a story about himself, which is what a lot of people do, right? They just want to talk about themselves. They make it like they want to talk about you, but they don't want to talk about you. They really want to just talk about himself. But he was, he said something. He said, I went to a psychic once and she told me that um, this, I'm not going to get into the story because it's private to him, even though I'm not using his name, it's still private. But basically the psychic said that something's, that he was going to break up with someone. And he was like, and I wondered why I did it because she was right. And I said, and he said, but I think that there's so many different, like, he's like, I'm a skeptic and I don't believe it. And, um, and I'm like, well, wh why would I sit and talk with you as a skeptic? Like, what's interesting to me about that? And I don't mind skeptics. I really don't. I actually appreciate skeptics. I like scientists. I've been studying a lot more about science because I'm actually skeptical about certain things. But he's, but, but, but he said is like, I don't believe that it's just one one way. And I didn't get into the conversation because one, I wanted to end the conversation too. I needed to go to the bathroom and I passed passing by the bathroom. I probably would have talked a little bit more about it because I actually agree. I don't do readings where it's like, you're going to, this is going to happen and that's it. I freaking hate that shit. Now I'm going to advise people because I do, because you're coming to a reading, right? Because you want advice. And I don't do readings anymore, only for people that have been clients for a while. I do do those strategy sessions. Um, I don't even remember. I think it's marilynaloria.com forward slash call. It's probably in the show notes of how you can book that. I think August is almost all booked. And by the time this comes out, August will be booked. There's only one session left. And then I'm booking September now. Um, but anyway, so, but I don't, I agree with him. Like when, when he said to me and then I, that it didn't work out and why didn't I listen? I was like, because you can change it. So when I do readings with people and this is how I teach, there's certain disclaimers in my conversation. So that person, I never take away your free will. I am never going to take away your free will. So if you're coming to me and you're saying, um, I want to leave law school, right? That was like somebody came to me years ago about that. And in the reading, she definitely should have left, should leave law school. It was like a yes. But I'm going to give information saying, yeah, spirit is saying definitely leave law school. It's really not where your creativity is. Your creativity is in blah, 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 blah. You're going to enjoy this more. Complete relief from the person. Oh my goodness. Thank goodness. This is what I want to hear. That's your truth. Your response to the reading is the truth. So if you go to a reading and you hear something and it really disappoints you, it could be like somebody you love, right? And the person doesn't love you back. That could be disappointing. But 
you want to be able to be with the information and decide what's best for you. If the person's not returning your love, you wouldn't be at a reading anyway, asking about it. So right away, mindset wise, you don't need to be barking up some tree of some person who doesn't love you back. End of story. But that could be disappointing news. The point of it is there's always something else. There's always more to the information. There's always something else to give. So I do believe in readings and my guides. I feel like when I give readings, I give a multitude. It's a multidimensional conversation. So although I'll say to somebody something exact to give them information, they will always have free will to make a decision in that moment to either follow it or not follow it. I always tell people when I do readings, I don't do this in strategy sessions because I only read for about the first seven to 10 minutes. And then I go into strategy, which is coaching with my guides. But the, I always tell people like, you, I believe in free will. You're the master of your destiny. I'm going to give you everything I get. It's not up for me to decide what you should listen to and what you shouldn't listen to, what you should get and shouldn't get. It's not for me to decide that. But you decide what's best for you, not me. And that's why like, I shifted out of readings because people would come to me with big friggin' things like, should I have this baby? That's a big decision. And what happens if I say, no, don't have that baby. And then 10 years from now, you're wondering if you should have had that baby or not. And you listen to some psychic who told you not to have a baby. Now, maybe if you had that baby 10 years from now, you would have been like, why the fuck did I have this baby? We don't know. Everything. Like I think about this, I thought about this recently and I'm trying to remember the story of something had happened to me and I said, Oh, I know there's another house. So when I bought my house, there's the whole magical story about the houses I bought and how spirit was like, wow, did they psychically give me information? It was crazy. But there was another house that I almost purchased at this. And it was between, it was between a lot of houses, but it was really between these two. And I passed that house all the time because it's right down the street from me. And it's one of the walking trails that I go to. And I was thinking the other day, because every time I pass it, it doesn't have stairs. And we all know, like, I'm getting the lift built for Micah and the stairs are difficult with my dogs now. And I'm like, wow, it had a big backyard. It boarded on a creek, but it was a weird framed, it was an A-framed house. And I'm like, if I bought that, and then I check the, the you know, the Zillow, what it's worth now. And I'm like, I did better. But I think about it. And I'm like, and the other day I was walking by and I'm like, if I bought that house, I think I would have been happy there. And then I said, yeah. And I would have sat in that house wondering if I should have bought the other house up the hill. What the F, man? It's so true, right? So everything has information. We get to decide in the moment how we feel about it. And we have to really decide. We have to really be in the moment. So one of the things I want you to do is one, decide to go for your dreams. Decide how to be with your dreams. It's not about, I really cannot stand anymore. I, I have, I have to, I'll tell you the anger story at the end, because it's an important tip and technique that I'm going to give you. But I really can't stand people who tell me they're just leaning into their team and waiting for their team, their spiritual team to tell them what to do. I really want to smack them upside the head. I've got to tell you, I don't know anything that I teach. My spiritual team would not be sitting back, would not be telling me what to do. They are co-creating with me. They are co-creating. They are, they will give me advice and be like, okay, go, go left. And if I say, no, I really want to go right. I really want to go right. 
he was pointing in the wrong direction on the video, but it's, it's, you would think I was pointing in the right direction. No, you would think it was wrong. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, and if I went right and then that really like was bust, they wouldn't be like, man, nah, 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 nah. we told you. They'd be like, yeah, that's okay. So you learned blah, 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 blah. And now we're going to da, 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 da. And this is what we're going to do. And that's great. They never take away my free will. I teach free will to the umpteenth, umpteenth, whatever. So when I hear people say to me, yeah, I'm going to do this. Nah, 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 and I'm just like, I'm just waiting. What are you waiting for? What the F? Stop waiting. It makes me crazy. Why does it make me crazy? Well, one, I have a little anger I have to get rid of. Two, I just see so many wasted, so much wasted talent. I really do. I see so many people out there. They're not doing anything. And then they're buying another class because that class has promised them fulfillment if they just do A, B, and C. A, B, and C is not going to do crap for you if you're not working from the inside out. That's the only way any of these classes, I don't care if you buy a sales class or a funnel class, a marketing funnel class, and it tells you how to build the funnel from A to Z. If you don't believe in yourself, it doesn't matter how perfect you got that funnel, that funnel's not going to sell. Do you get my point? So I want you to really decide and then to take action. It's intuitive action. I was talking, I got interviewed by Marie Elizabeth, who did an interview, which I hear everybody loved it. Uh, go listen to that episode. I don't remember what number it is, but it's like a few before this one. And I was talking to her about active pauses. She was interviewing me for her podcast. So it's not going to be on this particular podcast. I'm going to be on her podcast in December, but we already recorded it. And she was talking to me about active pause. I was talking to her about active pauses. And I said, active pauses, because she's like, you know, I'm at a state where I'm like just waiting to decide what I want to do about this particular thing. And I said, yeah, but you're in an active pause. You're not in a pause where you're sitting back, just waiting to some sign to come through. You're doing research. You're asking yourself, why is it? Why can't you make this decision? You're deciding what do you think is best? You're not driving yourself nuts. You're in an active pause. You're like, I'm not going to take action right now until I have more information. That's an active pause. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But I really, I'm getting tougher. I really cannot stand the people who are telling me they're starting such and such. And then when I ask them six months later, have you done it? They're like, no, not yet. There's one woman I'm talking, she's going to recognize herself. I've um, been talking to her in on Facebook Messenger. And um, she, we were talking about her business and everything. And again, I was like, wow, you would be really good in next level living. And I don't say that. I There are people I'll tell them no. I've told them no. People have wanted to join. I'm like, mm, sorry, not yet. You can't get in. Um, and she wasn't ready and, uh, she was working towards stuff and I was challenging her a bit on what she was, uh, what she was struggling with. And I just talked to her recently. She just messaged me again and I was so happy to hear, I'm not going to share her story, but she was working on it. She took another route to work on it, but she was working on it. She recognized something in herself. I'm going to say this because nobody knows who she is and her story is going to help. She recognized something about self-worth. And I think she went into therapy or something like that. And she, I was so proud. I was so happy for her because I could hear in the her messaging to me that she was actively working on something. Maybe she wasn't running her business just yet, but she was doing what she needed to do to build that. Okay. We're running out of time. So I'm going to talk about the one thing, two things. So I'm doing a lot of work on myself. I'm doing different types of work. I'm doing a lot of science kind of work because I'm very interested in science. And I am going to write a book one day about what I feel goes on when we leave here. 
I believe in consciousness. I believe in different levels of consciousness. I'm not going to get into that conversation now. I will do a podcast around it. And so I've been doing a lot of uh, work on that. So I've been delving into different people's work. I'm not going to say names because everybody like taps onto a name and they'll be like, oh yeah, I need it. And I just don't feel like doing that right now. Normally I don't mind sharing who I'm studying, but for this reason, I don't feel like it. You might gather when I talk about it. And one of the things that um, in this book that I'm finally listening to books, because I, I love reading, but I don't have time to sit down and read and audibles didn't work for me, but now I'm finally figuring out how to do audibles where you just listen to it. And if you miss, if you, if you get 20% of the, of the, the chapter, it's getting in and it's good. Things are changing. I'm not, it's better than the book just sitting there and me not reading it at all. So um, one of the things that this book was talking about was giving up a trait that is really working against you. And it could be fear, anxiety, worry, unhappiness, depression. And I was like, hmm, what's the trait? And I figured it was probably fear or anxiety because I do have some anxiety and I do have fear at times. My fear has gotten a lot better. And I realized it was anger. And I was like, holy mackerel, it's anger. And I know I get frustrated a lot, but I didn't realize. So it's anger slash frustration. I didn't realize how much it rules my day. And I was like, holy mackerel. And I, like when I first recognized it, it was a little like embarrassing to myself. And I'm doing this with a friend of mine, my friend Jessica. And I shared with her via Voxer because she lives in uh, another country. And I was like, holy mackerel, I can't believe it's anger. And I'm like, really, it's very making me very vulnerable. And then like the next day I did a Facebook post about it because I, you know, I don't, as much as I'm private, I'm, I would, I wouldn't say it to somebody I was probably sitting across the table from unless I really trusted them with you guys. I trust you really. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> my podcast people, um, maybe because you're listening and we're kind of in this together and I feel safer that way. But anyway, what I noticed was, is the little frustrations that come up on a daily basis for me. And I was like, wow. And I'm just choosing to release it, just choosing to release it. Cause I haven't gotten further in to, um, transmuting it into something else, but it's already transmuting into something else. Cause I'm not choosing to be it anymore. And I am amazed at what happens and what's been happening for me is a lot of vulnerability has been coming up to the surface because when you're not using the one personality trait that keeps you confined to a way of being and you decide to release that personality trait, you've now made space for the other things to come up, for other emotions to rise up. And I've noticed the other emotions rising up and I'm okay with it. I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I'm done. And one of the things I've been doing in meditation and prayer is releasing all emotional pain in my body. I'm like, I don't, I, I don't need to visit it anymore. I'm done. So I share this with you because I think that like everybody has, like if they can work with one character trait and then, okay. So, so to, to challenge me even more, the universe, I put it up on, I, I went to get my blood work done and the place that I went to, of course, I'm like day two give it up anger. I go to get my blood work done. And there's a sign on the door. You have to set appointments like three weeks in advance for blood work. And there's a sign on due to an emergency, this office is now closed. I'm like, oh goodness, I have to get this blood work done. I have a, an appointment with my doctor. It's not easy to get an appointment with her. And I was like, go to the other location. I can never find the other location. So I drove into a parking lot. I, I went into a place and I'm like, where is this location? They told me I find the location and I walk in and they accept walk-ins because a lot of places don't. And I put my information in 
And I go to the person, there's nobody there, just two of the walk-ins. And I go to the person, she's like, yes, we will try our best, but we have to honor appointments first. And I'm sitting down. And of course, as I'm sitting down, all these people are coming in for appointments, right? And they're, they're going in, they're going in, they're going in. And I'm like, you know, breathing. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just going to trust. I'm going to get in, get out. So um, I'm a little like, I'm very, when I want something, mm, girl, I'm a dog with a bone, man. I am a dog with a bone when I want something. And I'm just watching everything. Cause I'm like, how am I going to, I'm going to get in there again. I'm going to talk to them. Plus I was fasting. Oh, I forgot that part. I have low blood sugar and I'm fasting. So if, if I can't have food, forget it. So I'm sitting down and this guy comes over and he's like, um, is anybody, or is, is everybody a walk-in here? Is anybody a walk-in? He had an appointment. I said, I'm a walk-in and I'm fasting, hoping that he would say, oh, you know, you can have my spot and I'm fasting. And he sits down he's like, you want a Snickers bar? just going to hold it back now. Okay. Because I'm not doing anger anymore. And I'm like, no, I'm fasting. And he's like, and I was like, for my blood work. And he's like, Oh, I thought you were like one of these people who was like dieting and was fasting. Cause I don't understand that. And he's just going on. And I'm like, you know what, dude, I'm fasting. I got to get my blood work done and I'm working on anger right now. So I know the universe just put you there in that spot, but I'm probably going to hit you in about a second, but I'm not, I'm really not. I'm actually controlling my anger. But it's teetering. It's there. It's at the surface. And then he starts going into a story, something I don't even care about. I'm in AA and I'm doing this and this person and he's homeless and they sent me money. I mean, a story didn't ask you a thing. And I said, I, I got to go. I got up because I was like, I'm not going to get sucked into this story right now. I need to go talk to that lab person and find out how long and to kind of explain to her that I have low blood sugar because I do. And I'm fasting. And if there's anything they can do now, I understand, but it's not my fault that the other place closed as an emergency. So as soon as I got up, I was like, I gotta, I gotta go talk to that woman. They called my name and I went in and got my blood work done. So I was like, wow. And I did pretty well with it. I wasn't like, so my anger doesn't come out. I don't scream out at people. Sometimes it will come out like that. I'm sure people, some people would say to you, oh yeah, but no, really, I don't, I don't really take it out on people. It's more something that lives in my body. So I, I drove, got a bagel, <laughs> drove home and I shared the story on Facebook because I share my personal stories. I'm always sharing stories on there. And this woman on my business page started telling me how anger is really fear. I can't stand unsolicited advice. I don't know how many times I've told you, I'm sharing a story. You could share your story. When I share a story, comment with your story. I'm not asking for advice. Nowhere in my post am I saying, how did you handle this? Can you help me? I never say that. People know how much I can't. I will start my post out. No advice. So she starts telling me it's fear. It's this, it's that. I'm like, it's really not with me. It is a learned behavior that I learned from my family. My whole family does this. My mother has done it. Frustration. My father has done it. I've learned it and I now am unlearning it. So of course the universe put that on, you know, and I'm like, okay, notice the anger, notice the frustration, not being understood. I, one thing I can't stand is people throwing their words down my throat. You know, it's ever since I was a little girl telling me how I feel. I don't like it, but I'm learning how to deal with it. So anyway, I wrote to her and I said, no, this isn't fear. This is something else. And I didn't want to go into it then because I knew I was going to probably teach about it. 
and it's really a learned behavior. So it's been really good because I'm noticing when it's coming up, it's coming up less, although this podcast, you heard it a bit. And I'm able to recognize it. I'm able to recognize it in the car. Although I have to say where I live, everybody's really good about, you know, making room for you in lanes. This is a long podcast today. Um, but I'm just noticing it when it comes up and I'm like, there's no room for you here. There's no need for it. It's a learned behavior that I automatically go to that is, has no truth in the moment. And so as I'm releasing it, I'm making space for so much more, so much more. And yes, some of those are uncomfortable emotions, but in order for us to fully encompass our life and embrace our life and live our life to the fullest, we must release and certain things. And we also must be aware of sadness or something that's come up and not deny ourselves our emotions. Now, I don't really stay in those emotions for long, but this morning I was, I was up and I was, it was Monday morning. I'm recording this on Monday, July 24th. I may have said that already. Um, and I had a lot of emotions this morning because I, something I'll share later on, um, another life story, something's happening. And, um, and I was like, Ooh, this, these, they're really up. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to choose happiness right now. That's all. I'm just going to choose happiness. And I chose happiness and that was it. And I went, Oh my goodness. It's that easy. I get to choose. I, I have the temperature. I have the knob. I have the hand on the knob of my emotional being. And we hear this all the time. You get to choose how you experience things. So choose first, I would suggest find the one emotion that you have to work with. And somebody, when I said it to somebody else, they were like, I have this, this, and this. I'm like, just pick one because one is the domino effect to everything else. Choose one and then work on it. Now, I don't, I, I just think it's going to be really good for you. And then choose something else. Choose love, choose happiness, choose peace, choose joy, choose love for yourself for even having that moment. Choose love for yourself for doing it and your life's going to change. So that's a bit about who I am. That's the teacher I am. I am constantly working on myself, learning, learning different things, um, whether it's I'm studying science or I'm studying uh, just being in nature or human conditioning or people. Um, I don't really do current events, but I'm very fascinated by why people do certain things or psychology or dream work or um, watercolor, you know, whatever it is I'm studying, I'm incorporating it into my work as a teacher because I believe in order for you to grow your spiritual psychic gifts, it encompasses every piece of you. It's not just how do I see with clairvoyancy in my third eye? How do you see with your heart and soul? How do you hear with your heart and soul? How do you feel with your heart and soul and all your being? How do you use your instrument? That's who I am. All right, guys, thank you so much. I'm sending you so much love. Remember to rate, review, subscribe. If you want to rate on Apple Podcasts, it's the best way to do it. You have to go to the show in the library. So you go to the library of shows, not to this particular episode. Go to the library, go to the show, go down a bit and you'll see stars and then you can give it five stars. And then you rate it and then you can review it and then you can share it. And that would be wonderful. Thank you so much. Remember to check the show notes below because I have a free gift that I'm giving out to get in touch with your higher self. It's the first lesson I did in Next Level Living. 
And um, there's some other stuff. There's an ebook that goes with that. There's some uh, um, tips and techniques in the emails. So check that uh, show notes below and you will find out how to get that. Thank you so much. Sending you so much love and I will talk to you soon. Bye.